Welcome to the Judge John Hodgman podcast. I'm Bailiff Jesse Thorne here with John Hodgman. This week's episode was recorded live at the Lexington Opera House in Lexington, Kentucky. That's bluegrass country, Jesse. It was the very start of our tour of this great nation, the Van Freaks Roadshow. Let's go to the stage for our very first case. Kentucky, you came to us seeking justice, and we're ready to deliver it right here at the Lexington Opera House. The court of Judge John Hodgman is now in session. Please welcome our first set of litigants, Kathy and Harold. Tonight's case, rap sheet. Kathy brings the case against her mother, Carol. 30 years ago, Kathy gave her mom a Christmas present, a small sculpture that Kathy wrapped herself. Mom, Carol, loved Kathy's wrapping job so much, she didn't want to open it. It's still wrapped to this day. <laughs> Kathy wants Carol to open her present already. Carol says, no. Who's right, who's wrong, only one can decide. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman enters the courtroom and delivers an obscure cultural reference. I'll take the spokes from your wheelchair and a magpie's is wings. more of this? And I'll tie them to your shoulders and your feet. I'll steal a hacksaw from my dad, cut the braces off your legs, and we'll bury them tonight out in the cornfield just put a church key in your pocket and hop the freight train down the hall we'll slide all the way down the drain to lexington kentucky in the fall bailiff jesse thorne please swear them in starting to wonder if you're just going to be doing that voice permanently Let's see what happens. <laughs> Kathy and Carol, please rise and raise your right hands. Do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help you God or whatever? I do. I do. Do you swear to abide by Judge John Hodgman's ruling, despite the fact that he's doing that voice again? <laughs> <laughs> I do. I do. Judge Hodgman, you may proceed. Bailiff Jesse, thank you for not revealing the voice, for after all, that is the subject of the obscure cultural reference. Kathy and Carol, please be seated. To, for immediate summary judgment in one of yours favors, can you guess the obscure cultural reference that I made just a few moments ago here in the Lexington Opera House? <laughs> People love this opera house. I don't know what it is. It's really good. Kathy, let's start with you. Um, is it Tom Waits? Is it Tom Waits? Can you be more specific? I have no idea. All else. right. I'll just put down, is it Tom Waits? Question mark as your guess. It's a good guess. Carol, what's I, your guess? I have no idea. Who do you think the singer is? Tell her. Tell your mother. Don't let her suffer. Oh, Tom Waits. Tom Waits. And what state are we in? Kentucky. And what's the next word that comes to your mind as the name of the song by Tom Waits? Kentucky what? Our oh. statue. <laughs> yeah. Pollen. What did you say? Pollen. Pollen? <laughs> People listening at home, these are references to the things that happened immediately preceding the start of this case. That's right. Uh, bourbon or bluegrass? That sounds very good for Kentucky, Kentucky. Unfortunately, the song is Kentucky Avenue, 
named for an avenue in Whittier, California, where Tom Waits grew up, off of his album, Blue Valentine, 1978, Tom Waits. In any case, we'll have to hear the case. And so, I'm sorry, neither of you got the cultural reference correctly, so we have to hear the case. Who seeks justice in my fake court? I do. Kathy, what is the nature of the, your complaint? Um, I made a present. I wrapped a present for my mom, and I gave it to her for Christmas, and she hasn't opened it yet. And she has not opened it yet. And Carol, where is this gift now? Right there. Right there. Let the record show she indicated on the floor. <laughs> I will pick it up. Inside of some sort of apricot box. Yes, in a former Harry and David box, I believe. Oh, excuse me, Hale Groves. Uh, very nice. Which one of you will show me the wrapped present? I'll do it. Kathy is showing me the wrapped present. Aha. <laughs> may, may I examine it? Yes. Hmm. Let me take a picture of this so that we can share it and illuminate our listeners who are listening after the fact. That will be on our Instagram page at Judge John Hodgman, our show page at MaximumFun.org. Jesse Thorne, um, any guesses as what this present might be? I believe you said in the intro it was a sculpture of some kind. My first thought is Tom Waits, but... Right. My second thought was horse statue, maybe? Yeah. But I'm not sure about that. Um... Kathy, without revealing the nature of the present, uh, tell us a little bit about it. Did you make it? What, what inspired you? Again, don't reveal what it is, because the whole surprise of this case revolves around this. Um, I was shopping with my mom prior to Christmas, and I think it was 1999, because um, mm -hmm. I would have been 17, and able to drive myself, which comes in later. Um, we were shopping at Pier 1, and she picked up that uh, sculpture and laughed at it and said, oh, it's so cute. And so then... Later, I went out by myself and bought it. Oh. And then Christmas Eve, I went to go wrap it. And my dad is an avid box collector. But this is before Amazon was delivering boxes. Let's just go back to my dad is an avid box collector. <laughs> like all dads. Is everything okay in your home, Carol? <laughs> what kind of boxes does your dad collect? Shirt boxes, curio boxes, ornament boxes. Plastic, cardboard. <laughs> All the best Frankincense, myrrh. Yeah. <laughs> so probably your dad was like, I've got just the box for this statue of an unnamed creature. Exactly. We right. were in the basement looking through boxes to wrap the presents, and I could not find a box for it. It wouldn't fit in anything. Fortunately, we did today find well, one. Well, right now with the advent um, of science, we have yes. boxes that will fit this thing. But and I, I didn't back know what in 1999, we had nothing. So we didn't have gift bags or anything, and I thought since she had already seen it at the store, it would be funny to wrap it in the way you see now, which is as close to the surface of the sculpture as possible. It is. <laughs> it is a perfect surface map of the object, and it must have taken you some time to get it yes. done. And it's been kept in remarkable good shape by your mother, I have to say. Kathy, how did you feel when you spent your hard-earned money on this gift for your mom, and then she didn't even bother to open it? Um, I thought it was funny on, on Christmas Day, as... We went around unwrapping presents. She'd pick it up and look at it and go, no, I'll open this one instead and put it back down. And then it, that just kept going. <laughs> <laughs> just over and over again, Carol, you refused to open the present. Why? I didn't want to. <laughs> I didn't want to. Let the record reflect that she didn't want to. She didn't want to. Why didn't you want to? You need more detail. I don't need, but I'd like. Okay. I come from a family of engineers. All right. Three brothers. This was not how I expected uh, this to go. 
I'm absolutely enwrapped. Please continue. Three By the way, I find in your favor. No, hang on. I'll, 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 I'll hold my, my piece. Three brothers, a dad, an uncle, grandfather, engineers. Yeah. And around the dinner table, we didn't talk about our feelings, how mm. we felt about things. Right. We talked about what kind of camshaft is good for a racing car and carburetor linkages and... So um, when asked during the pregame interview why I didn't want it opened, I, I was caught off guard. Why? What? Feelings? All right. So just <laughs> spur of the moment, I said, well, it was because my daughter gave it to me. And that, that was really sweet. And she's a kid and didn't have that much money. La, 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 la. Let me see if I understand what you're saying. Your daughter was younger, she didn't have much money, it was very cute, the thing that she gave you, and then she wrapped it in such a cute way, and you had been to Pier 1 Imports, so you knew exactly what this piece of junk was. The magic was in the wrapping, you didn't want to destroy it because that was the true gift. Fair? I mean, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but fair? My answer about, because she was so, it was a child's gift to her mother, Yeah. really did not answer the question so if I look over and I see it wrapped, I think, I think of my daughter's brain and her essence and how proud I am of her. Wow. If it's unwrapped, it's, it's an identified thing that my daughter gave me. And it's just so much better for me if I can think of my daughter when I see it. Kathy? Yes. I think you're losing this one. Kathy, I mean, why do you hate your specialness? I know. For a, for a person who comes from a long line of engineers, <laughs> an emotionless automaton like your mom, <laughs> she seems to have engineered a response that has truly made us think she is human. It's true. She passes the Turing test. <laughs> it took several days. <laughs> <laughs> I, hope, I hope the journey wasn't too painful. So how do you respond to that, Kathy? My response is that I would like it to be either unwrapped. Uh, the other issue is I have uh, children. And if you look closely, you can see parts of the wrapping paper that are not as sun-bleached as others. And I think little bitty hands have been trying to peel off the paper because it's been sitting just in the window where anybody can get to it. And my six-year-old is very sneaky. Oh, oh, you have children. I thought maybe there were gnomes or something in the house. <laughs> and I don't want it to be unwrapped um, without her by some children um, and or I don't want it you're to saying you don't have control of your children and yeah, they might unwrap it and then it's right there right um, and then uh, or I don't want it to continue to disintegrate until it falls apart and then is weird um, or so either unwrapped or preserved intentionality would be my um, intentionality request. You don't appreciate the fact that, in a way, your mother is unwrapping it, but very slowly. Yes, by default. So you don't have a strong opinion as to whether this unknown animal gets wrapped or unwrapped. You want it to either get encased in plastic in its current state. What's your suggestion for preservation of the, of the uh, artifact? Uh, there's... Um... Like Mod Podge, like a coat in, in a in a clear clear coat. Um, it could be wrapped again in different paper. It could be wrapped again every year in different paper, which is my husband's Whoa. suggestion. Um, either unwrapped and rewrapped, or continuing to build it out until it is just like completely unrecognizable. 
Um, these are some of the it feels like you want to take this present back and give it to yourself. No, that's not my idea. <laughs> my idea is, is, is either a display case or unwrapping together with the kids. Um, uh, what do you think about those options, Carol? As far as the grandchildren go, you've heard of the marshmallow test? Uh, I have heard of the marshmallow test. This is, you give a, a child a marshmallow and you say, you can eat this now or you can wait, I don't know, what is it, like 25 years? Yeah. So you give a child a marshmallow in 1999, and you can eat this marshmallow now or wait until 2023, and then you get two marshmallows. And then the child says, I'm just going to eat the marshmallow now, thanks. Why, I'm not, I'm your child, not a test subject. What is going on? Do you love me or are you an engineer? I don't understand. Do I remember it correctly? Yes. Okay. <laughs> so in terms of the grandchildren, how does the marshmallow test apply? Well, they can wait. Until when, madam? Until when? When will this be unwrapped? I think uh, the paper is sort of turning to dust. So I think it's unwrapping itself. I think it's unwrapping itself. Entropy is doing it. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Oh, wait. Are you saying that entropy is doing it? Or are you saying that it possesses free will? Because <laughs> I heard the latter. No, no, no. No free will here. Do either of you have a clear memory of what this thing looked like before it was wrapped? I have an inkling because right. in the intervening time, I um, found a Christmas ornament um, that is shaped similar to that object, but is a lot smaller and has a curly tail that it hangs on the tree. I wrapped that in a regular box and wrote gotcha on it and gave it to her for Christmas. So we do have that one. Okay. Yeah. And that is my last sort of inkling as to what it might have looked like. Are you worried that you might be disappointed that your memory won't serve, that maybe it will lose preciousness once it is unwrapped? I don't know. No. <laughs> I don't know. You just want that dang marshmallow. <laughs> I do. Very hungry. You, you want it both ways. Yeah. Either of both ways. Yeah. Either preserved forever or just tear off the wrapping, tear off the Band-Aid and look at this thing once and for all. Why does this middle ground make you uncomfortable? Because it's um, left up to chance, things, um, just apathy and... Imagine for a moment you don't come from a long line of engineers. <laughs> That's really hard. Your mom worked very, very hard to connect with her emotions. Yes, she did. I can see that this makes you uncomfortable even now as you look at it. Here, let me turn it around so it's facing you. <laughs> just to maximize... Well, we're guessing that it's facing yeah. you. We don't know we don't what's know. in there. Here you go. <laughs> It's, uh, Just imagine it leaping I towards you. It, imagine it saying gonna... meow among many what other possible What are you talking about? How sounds. do we even know? We don't know. Just one sound of many it could possibly make. What about your mother not unwrapping it? How does that make you feel? I thought it was funny. <laughs> but then, well, it, it is funny. It is funny. Um, but it's that, um, that I think... Uh, Leaving it just to just to the the whims of time is kind of sad. It, but it feels a little sad. Yeah. The the wrapping is getting a little bit run down. <laughs> you should see our house. <laughs> <laughs> there, 
there may be wallpaper from when I was born taped together at the seams and uh -huh. the rooms in their house. So. And it is currently kept where? On a windowsill someplace? Windowsill. In, in, in full sunlight. <laughs> yeah, so it won't be long. <laughs> it won't be long for any of us. <laughs> Kathy, if I were to rule in your favor, you would have me, uh, which you have to pick one, either preserve it forever or unwrap it with your kids. Um, oh, that's hard to pick. I would say preserve it better um, so that it doesn't disintegrate over time. Hmm. Carol, if I were to rule in your favor, what would you have me rule? Entropy, inertia, status quo. It's all about the wrapping. I just think of her when I see it. It was so funny that we gave our son a guitar later, and my husband wrapped it like that. He didn't have a box for it? No. <laughs> Falling down on the job, Dad. I think I've heard everything I need to in order to make my decision. I'm going to retire to my chambers for a moment. I'll be back with my verdict in just a moment. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman exits the courtroom. Hello, I'm your Judge John Hodgman. The Judge John Hodgman podcast is brought to you every week by you, our members, of course. Thank you so much for your support of this podcast and all of your favorite podcasts at MaximumFun.org, and they are all your favorites. If you want to join the many member supporters of this podcast and this network, boy, oh boy, that would be fantastic. Just go to MaximumFun.org slash join. The Judge John Hodgman podcast is also brought to you this week by Babbel. Okay, it's 2024. 2024. Oh, if hindsight were 2020... I, I don't know what I would have done differently. All I know is that I'm taking every day in this year and trying to get better a little bit every day. That's what you do. That's the way progress is made, step by step, day by day, bird by bird. And that's the way it is when you're learning anything, especially a new language with Babbel. And if Babbel can help you start speaking language in just three weeks, imagine what you could do in the rest of this whole year. Don't pay hundreds of dollars to private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts, real human beings, to help you start speaking a new language in as little as one, two, three weeks. Studies from Michigan State University, Yale University, and others continue to prove that Babbel is better. And that's not just the Yale football team putting their thumb on the scale because they love learning Indonesian from Babbel. One study found that using Babbel for 15 hours is equivalent to a full semester at college. Take that, Yale, I guess. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but this is only for our listeners at babbel.com slash Hodgman. The Judge John Hodgman podcast is also brought to you this week by Aura. A-U-R-A. It's a simple but meaningful gift that you can give your mom, or your dad, or your step-grandparent, or your uncle, or your friend, or anyone that you want to keep connected in your life who might not live near you, it's a digital picture frame from Aura. It's perfect for sharing pics of all the things that those friends can't be there for, from family vacations to grandkids' graduation to whatever. I have one of these, and I got one for my dad, and I got one for my mother-in-law, and it's amazing. We look at the photos all day long, and we're able to easily update their Aura frames so they see all the latest pictures 
from our lives as well. It comes with unlimited storage, simple controls on the frame. You can upload as many photos as you want and your mom or your dad or your stepdad or your stepmom or your friend or whatever can pick the perfect one. And it takes only about two minutes to set up, seriously. See why it was named the number one digital frame by Wirecutter, uh, The Strategist, and Wired Magazine. Right now, you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frame with code Hodgman. That's A-U-R-A frames.com, promo code Hodgman. Terms and conditions apply. Kathy, how are you feeling about your chances here? I am I'm feeling okay. I'm, I have no idea how this is going to go. You know, when I was at the, when I used to go to the Columbia Park Boys Club after school, uh, in the shop class, we had this thing called plastics. And one of the things, I mean, I'm not suggesting you don't know what plastic is. <laughs> this activity called plastics. And one of the things we did was you could bring something to the shop teacher and they would encase it in clear plastic, like a, you know, like a bug specimen or something like that. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying, I know it's in the Mission District of San Francisco, so you'd have to buy a plane ticket. <laughs> but it's available. All it's right. available to you. Carol, how are you feeling about your chances? I mean, I'm right. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> well... <laughs> well... <laughs> Well, please rise as Judge John Hodgman re-enters the courtroom and delivers his verdict. Well, I'm right. The daughter, sister of engineers, you're not an engineer yourself. It says here that you are a retired protein scientist. Is that correct? Chemist, yeah. Chemist, excuse me. Scientific mind all the same. I really wanted to unwrap this thing on I stage. I know, I know you did. I really wanted to get my little, how I say, paws in this thing and bat it around mischievously. It's a cat! All right, everyone listening? Uh, I, we can't be sure. Everyone? Well, you're absolutely right, because what you convinced me of, Carol, is that we know that it's a cat because you saw it before and... It looks like a cat, but now it is wrapped in a kind of ambiguity. And I am convinced that if you unwrap this cat, the magic of this gift will die. But remaining inside the Schrodinger's wrapping, this cat is alive and dead at the same time. Very good. I was so mad when I read in the notes that, Kathy, you did not want to unwrap this cat outside of the presence of your children who are not here tonight, and therefore I would not get to unwrap it on stage. You understand, to a show person, that's death. Like, you understand Chekhov's law of wrapped cats? <laughs> I have this wrapped cat up here this entire time. I can't unwrap it in front of the audience. I want my present now. How about two marshmallows down the road? <laughs> I'll see you in 23 years. <laughs> but I now understand this cat can never be unwrapped. 
Yeah. <laughs> Never ever, not even by time and the windowsill. This cat must remain encased in this beautiful wrapping forever. Now, I do think that it would be interesting to encase it in lucite or something and to truly mount it and make it a work of art. But I don't, I don't think this cat, this cat is not a lucite cat, it's a wrapping cat. You know what I mean? Like uh, the cat in uh, uh, the, what's the song? Opposites Attract. Opposites Attract. MC Scat Cat. Talking about MC Scat Cat, he's good friends with Paula Abdul. Paula Abdul and MC Scat Cat, he's a rapping cat. Yeah. He's not a lucite cat. You yeah. know what I mean? Wow. I'm sorry, did you say wow or meow? <laughs> two, two steps forward and two steps back. <laughs> Something, something, opposites attract. That's yeah. not me, Jesse. Uh-huh. All right, we're going to learn that for the next show. The point is, this cat must remain wrapped. And honestly, I liked your idea, Kathy, which is you wrap it again. You're good at this, right? <laughs> yes. This is the first time I've seen you smile all night. You want to wrap this thing up again. One more time around the, the wrapping table for this wrapped cat. And then that will be it. Then that cat can be wherever you want it, but you just bought yourself another few years. And the fact of the matter is, when this thing, when it finally comes, both layers of wrapping come undone, it's gonna be disappointing. Keep it wrapped. I think more than two layers though, overkill. Okay. One more turn through the wrapping paper. That's a phrase, right? Yes, definitely. Yeah. This is the sound of a gavel, Judge John Hodgman rules. That is all. <laughs> Thank you. Kathy and Carol for being on the Judge John Hodgman podcast. Thank you so much. Lexington, believe it or not, we've got more justice on the way. Let's bring out our next set of litigants. Please welcome to the stage, Amanda and Adam. Our case, working pro boo no. Amanda brings the case against her husband, Adam. Adam wants to take Amanda to a local haunted house. He says, it'll be fun. She says, absolutely not. <laughs> Who's right? Who's wrong? Only one can decide. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman enters the courtroom and delivers an obscure cultural reference. There's a house on my block that's abandoned and cold. Folks moved out of it a long time ago. And they took all their things. They never came back. It looks like it's haunted with the windows all cracked. Everyone calls it the house where nobody lives. Bailiff Jesse Thorne, please swear them in. Amanda, Adam, please raise your right hands. Do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help you God or whatever? I do. I do. Do you swear to abide by Judge John Hodgman's ruling despite the fact that he is haunted? I do. I do. I absolutely am haunted. Judge Hodgman, you may proceed. We just delivered our youngest child to college, and I am completely haunted. Thank you very much. Just wander around my house like a ghost going, I remember when there was life here. Shaking the chains that used to bind you to something. That's right. Yeah, then I go bother my old business partner. That's why I'm showing up in your bedroom every <laughs> Anyway, where was I? Oh, I'm on stage in Lexington. I forgot. I apologize. I apologize. I apologize. Amanda and Adam, you may be seated for an immediate summary judgment 
in one of yours favors, can you guess the piece of culture that I referenced as I entered this courtroom? Well, Amanda, why don't you guess first? I cannot. Ooh, Adam's got a big grin on his face. I think he knows it. Guess, guess a song. What's your favorite song? Oh, Opposites Attract by Paula Abdul and she's got Perfect. Thank you. Great guess. I love it. Hang Tom on. Let me Weeks. write it down. Where's my pen? Okay. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Adam, what's your guess? His guess is Be Somebody or Be Somebody's Fool by Mr. T. I'll put that in as your guess. <laughs> I was thinking House of the Rising Sun, but I'm The House sure of the Rising Sun with its famous, its famous chorus, The House Where Nobody Lives. Right. <laughs> There is a house. There is a house, and it goes by two names. Right. House of the Rising Sun and the House Where Nobody Lives. In the songwriting workshop, that would be called a hat on a hat. Too many, too many things. All guesses are wrong. Shall I sing it the right way? No. There's a house on no! the No! It's abandoned. Oh, he's back. He's back. Folks moved out of it. A long time ago. Make him stop. The House Where Nobody Lived by Tom Waits. I don't even like... From the album Mule Variations. I don't even like real Tom Waits. How dare you? Oh, Amanda. Uh, Amanda and Adam, who comes to seek justice before me in this fake court of law? I do. And what is the nature of your complaint, Amanda? Every Halloween since we have been together, we dispute if I have to go to a haunted house with him or not. A haunted house with him tomorrow night, did you say? No, or not. Or not. Or oh, not. Sorry. Uh, Adam, is the haunted house that you want to go to open tomorrow night? Because that may affect it my... It is, as a matter of fact. It yeah. is, as a matter of fact. All right, well, let's just put down tomorrow night. Question mark in the calendar. Haunted house. What is, the, uh, what is this haunted house that you're interested in? The one that I have in mind is called the Dent Schoolhouse. It's in Cincinnati. It's in Cincinnati. Ooh. Many spirits are frightened by the name of the Dent School <laughs> right. House. They gave some very weak woos. <laughs> they, they must be old spirits indeed. Very old. <laughs> 1870s, I'm going to say. What is the Dent School House in Cincinnati? So uh, it's a, I believe it's a late 1800s schoolhouse, and the, the mm -hmm. lore of it is that some children were going missing at that time, and they, the town couldn't figure out exactly what was happening, if they were runaways or whatever the case may be. And as it turns out, it was the custodian of the school. Oh, one Frederick Kruger, I believe. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Was his name? You know, that I, I'm not sure on. I think it was Charlie, maybe? Uh-huh, okay. I could be wrong. Charlie Kruger, his cousin? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, but this is a, an entertainment purposes haunted house at this point. Yes. I mean, there is a, is this legend genuine or is this made up I for the... I think the origin story is real. From, okay. From whatever end. But one experiences it now by going to it and what happens inside the house. Or well, is, are, I, I are we not know, allowed to know? We've, we've not been able to go. You've never been allowed to go. Have you been to haunted houses together before? We've been to a haunted trail a couple of years ago. With our children. A haunted trail? <laughs> haunted by the ghost of Davy Crockett? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Huh. What was on the haunted trail, Amanda? Uh, it was a trail through a little park in a wooded area, and there was this like volunteer actors, but they were all I'll dressed give you a little secret. On. All actors are volunteer actors. <laughs> <laughs> We all agreed to this. <laughs> we didn't have to do this. 
And there would be like little vignettes along the way of different scenes. Scary stuff? Scary stuff. Like what kind of scary thing uh, would happen? I remember clowns most distinctively. They like to get in my face. I did not appreciate it. Like they get, they jump out at I you? had a child attached to my side. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, like. Strange. A, <laughs> and so they, instead of like lunging at us it was like a slow very intimidating stare down and it scared and it scared you You i did not appreciate that any more than a surprise attack right you didn't enjoy it adam you had a great time though watching your wife squirm oh it was great Mm -hmm. (laughs) what what is it about this house do you think you're that amanda would actually enjoy so there is an option where there are uh, lights on and no actors uh-huh. That that In other words, a, that's where. Right. So, so you're just left with the lore and not the uh-huh. uh, the folks attacking you, no jump scares, that sort of thing. Right. And I thought that that might be a, a good enough middle ground. Um, and it's even supposed to be kid friendly, and our kids are wanting to to start going to haunted houses and that sort of thing. So oh. I thought thought that this could be. You're a good using starter. the kids against her. Yeah. Yes. I see. <laughs> Adam, is there a history of Amanda asking you to do things that you don't like to do? Yes, uh, every year, as a matter of fact. Every uh, year, what is it that you do that you don't want to do that Amanda wants uh, to do? So I'm, I'm not real good with crowds. I don't like to be in them. They make me uneasy. Um, that, <laughs> thank you. So uh, thank you so much. With that being said, <laughs> bring it in. I get, uh, I get dragged along to the yearly um, Cincinnati fireworks celebration. Oh. And that brings about... 500,000 or so people, but I do it. And you get into a crowd because, uh, because Amanda wants it. And this, <laughs> yes, this right. you're not enjoying. This I am. This I'm not. <laughs> at the record show that Adam pointed at Jesse Thorne, essentially <laughs> merging mustaches with Adam, whereas I'm just standing beside him with my arm on his shoulder like a pal. <laughs> this is true. Back for another game. You know it. What's going on? Just one more week till Max Fun Drive. <laughs> Hard to believe. It's been a heck of a year since the last one. We're now a worker-owned co-op. We raised $50,000 for charity last year. And we've added a bunch of awesome new shows. But do you think we're ready to do it again? Absolutely. Lovely new gifts are lined up. The episodes will be amazing, and wait till everyone hears the bonus content. Yeah, plus they know to go to MaximumFun.org newsletter, so they're getting all the news. Oh, like that meetup day is on Thursday, March 21st. Then what's bothering you? Me? Oh, nothing. We're all set for Max Fun Drive to start on Monday, March 18th. I just didn't want you to see this coming. Check. What? Hang on! Most of the plants humans eat are technically grass. Most of the asphalt we drive on is almost a liquid. The formula of WD-40 is San Diego's greatest secret. Zippers were invented by a Swedish immigrant love story. On the podcast Secretly Incredibly Fascinating, we explore this type of amazing stuff. Stuff about ordinary topics like cabbage and batteries and socks. Topics you'd never expect to be the title of the podcast. Secretly Incredibly Fascinating. Find us by searching for the word secretly in your podcast app. And at MaximumFun.org. Well, we have some exciting news, Judge Hodgman. 
We have added a whole new dimension to the Judge John Hodgman podcast. That's right, Jesse. <laughs> we are a little bit behind the time, but now we are right on time. Judge John Hodgman is live on TikTok and on YouTube. On TikTok, you're going to see little swift justice segments where we, we I, I hear a little swift case and I, and I adjudicate it real quick because that's the TikTok way. It's a little bit of a quick talk. Uh, but the YouTube, we've got whole episodes up there on video now. Me wearing judges' robes, you wearing a, a, a bailiff outfit. Look, I'm. I, if you're listening now, you can't see that I'm waving to the YouTubers now. So get over, go over to YouTube and search up Judge John Hodgman. Get over to TikTok at Judge John Hodgman Pod. Smash that like, smash that subscribe, smash anything you can smash. And we'll be not only in your ears, but smash also in the your patriarchy. eyeballs. That's right. Smash that, please. And we'll be in your ears and your eyes. And uh, we're so excited to be there. So check us out on YouTube and TikTok. That's TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, where we're also going to be sharing those new short videos. And our, our thanks to our new video editor, Daniel Spear, to Valerie here at MaxFun, who helped us set up this equipment. And I will mention, not for nothing, Judge Hodgman, but the MaxFun drive is around the corner. Oh, <laughs> and, sure. Uh, Video producers don't work for free. So if you love seeing this stuff, uh, we hope that you'll take the opportunity to become a member of Maximum Fun. But in the meantime, just enjoy them. It's fun. Look, we're wearing our little outfits and everything. Yeah, don't just enjoy them, Jesse. Like them. Yeah. Subscribe to them. Smash the patriarchy. Share them. Smash the patriarchy. Social media. We finally got it right. Let's get back to the case. How would you feel you're not excited by the idea of people sneaking up on you? Like you would not enjoy an actor dressed up as a werewolf sneaking up on you on stage, for example. That sounds awful. Sorry, Travis, she's not into it. Yeah, I'm sorry. But I... She doesn't, she doesn't want it. Sorry, Travis. Sorry, Trav. Don't, I mean... No, well, don't go away. I mean, come on, let's get him back Expert to the stage. Expert witness, Travis McElroy. Travis McElroy, back to the stage. Hi, everybody. If you please. Hi, it's me, Travis McElroy. Yeah, let's get Travis set up with a microphone and oh, thank and you. even a stool if he a can sit down. Stool and everything. Yes, yeah, right, exactly. Hi, everybody. Travis McElroy, of course, from my brother and my brother and me, uh, Schmanners, the Adventure Zone. Travis, thank you so much for being here. You are also from Cincinnati. Correct. You traveled down here to be the with Queen us today. The Queen City. I'm sure you all have a warm place in your heart for Cincinnati. I actually don't know. Is there a rivalry? No. Cool. I love that. Well, there is tonight. Oh, man. What do you know about haunted houses in Cincinnati? Um, do you know the Dent Schoolhouse? I do. I, I know of it. Yeah. That is one You've of the, the few haunted legend. houses in America I have not worked at. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> too terrifying even for you. Yeah. No. But you, but you, I just know too many feeder kids who work there. <laughs> Travis, but you have, you have worked a haunted house. Many. Many haunted houses professionally. If there is one thing that binds the McElroy family together, it is volunteer acting. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. I, I worked uh, several haunted houses in college. Uh, I worked at a company in Los Angeles that set up haunted houses in rich people's garages during the Halloween season, where I was struck in the face by a seven-year-old girl. <laughs> and I was 31 at the time, and I said, excuse me, young lady. 
Did she crawl out of the television? No, she was dressed as a ballerina at the time. And I was sitting in a fake... So she was just in character, then? Yes. Yeah, so I, I was understand. sitting in a fake electric chair as a, <laughs> as a scarecrow. It wasn't real. And I was sitting there completely still, and I went, ah! And she looked at me, smacked me. So it wasn't even... There was a definite decision of, I'm going to smack this person. Travis, is it possible that you, dressed as a scarecrow, sitting in a fake electric chair, were smacked for mixing metaphors? Perhaps. <laughs> What part of it was set up in a person's garage where you like, there was deep backstory for every character? <laughs> and I mean, also to be fair, like I, I, I know that we right now only have capital punishment in this country in some places for murder. You wanted to kill uh, that little girl, Jesse. I would also, I would be willing to consider capital punishment for living scarecrows. <laughs> they would mostly just catch on fire. Yeah, that's true. Horrible. So, it's the only way to deal with them. Anyway. I also once fell asleep in a coffin during a haunted house. Sorry, go on. They're surprisingly comfortable. <laughs> Have you had an opportunity? <laughs> Have you had an opportunity? Wait, to hold on. Dracula's can take any nap. <laughs> Pass without comment. Okay. Um, have you had the opportunity to hear the testimony offered by Adam and Amanda? I have. What do, you, do you have any opinions so far or questions you would like to ask? I, I did miss the part explicitly where your problem was going through a lights on, no actors, haunted house. What's your problem there? Yeah, that's a pretty seems like a pretty good compromise, Amanda. I don't think it'll satisfy the kids. You don't think it will satisfy the kids? No, I think that would be underwhelming for them. I think I would be fine with that. Is the twist of the story that there are no kids? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here's what I want to drill down. Here's, uh, if I may. Yes. As an expert witness. Please. What? Is it? That it certainly is the role of the expert witness yes. to interrogate. Uh, yeah. So permission to treat the witness as hostile. Yeah. Permission granted. Okay. Please what? pace back and forth while you're asking. If Travis is but a simple country no, lawyer. No, I'm just a simple country podcaster. But I am curious. No, I, I, I'm, I'm wondering, what is your, if you were to follow your worry and fear to a logical conclusion, what are you worried is going to happen Right, that makes it so like, I don't want to do that because what if blank? Um, I don't know that's a worry of what's going to happen. It's where my imagination takes me when I see people in those situations. Mm. That my imagination's already pretty vivid. Yeah. I can pre-imagine these ideas and then you give them to me and my imagination just sticks to them. Well, can I tell you what's happening in that situation is they're thinking, I'm going to have enough money to buy Pokemon cards later. <laughs> <laughs> and they're very excited about that. That's fair. Finally get that Funko Pop. Oh, yeah. I can't wait to go home and drink a lot of Mountain Dew before going to bed. Do you, you don't think that the lights on will satisfy the kids? That seems like an excuse. Because, honestly, who cares what the kids want? Who cares if the kids are satisfied? They're just going to grow up and leave you and go to college. <laughs> they're there. Yeah, spend your whole fear life now so they about, stay with you. You think you spend your whole life thinking about what they want. They never for once think about what you want. And then they're whole human beings in their own right. And they just go away and you realize that's the way it was supposed to be the whole time. I should have taken them to that lights on haunted house. Who cares what they want? I'm so glad that mine and Jesse's kids are still young enough. They'll never grow old. <laughs> this is starting to sound like a very scary story indeed. <laughs> Here's what I will say, having worked in many haunted houses, yes. uh, there is a lot of 
especially Dent. Dent is one that happens every year. Yes. Uh, it's worked by a lot of theater people, as I said. There's a lot of care and thought that goes into the design. And you know they're going to follow the rules as far as, like, touching. Right. right? Some of these fly-by-night uh, haunted houses, you think, oh, they're not allowed to touch me. But they don't care. Right? Dent is yeah, a repeated, is a it happens every year. Travis. You know they're strict about it. Travis, I was a theater kid. All we did was touch. Just touch, <laughs> touch, 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 touch. That's why we became theater kids, so we could touch. Well, each other, but you didn't get off the stage during Cats and pet the audience. As much or as you might want you? to. Or did you? Yes. As an actor, you kept your cat wrapped up on Cats. It's true. Oh, you're still here. <laughs> Surprise. Uh, you have anything to say about Adam's uh, feeling of discomfort going to the fireworks and feeling forced to do that, and therefore his uh, revenge, his eventual ghost, should be to make you walk through this haunted house? Does that carry any water with you? I have offered to let him stay home. You have offered to let him stay mm. home. Sir, how do you respond to that? Uh, yes, she has offered to let me stay home, but uh, it's a family event where I feel like there, there's an obligation to go, so... Because even though the offer's there, it's implied that I should still go. Also, it wouldn't satisfy the kids. <laughs> also that, yes. And neither of you want to be sent into the cornfield by your demonic children. <laughs> That's right. May I ask a question, Judge? You may. Now let me grill the other I don't guy. think I can stop you anyway. <laughs> let me ask you this question, sir. You, you don't invite Travis on your show to tell him not to talk. Yeah, this true. <laughs> Could it possibly be? That you would like your wife to go with you to the haunted house because you enjoy haunted houses. And so you think, if I enjoy them, she will too if she just gives it a chance. Yeah, it's... I've, I've, but could yeah. it also be possible that she has drawn a boundary saying, I would not enjoy it, and I support that you enjoy it, and that's beautiful. Do I have to answer only yes or no? You can yes, no, or plead the fifth. Yeah, you can say whatever you want. Then I, I plead the fifth. Okay. Does the prosecution rest? For now. Well argued. <laughs> I don't know. The prosecution naps. You're the most restless prosecution I've ever met. Well, a bear, I think I'm prosecuting and defending. I'm not sure where I'm at. No, I understand. You're getting, you're getting to the truth of it, which I think is this. You would like your wife, Amanda, to enjoy haunted houses. She's never going to enjoy it. True. Don't you agree, Amanda? You will never enjoy it, ever. It's impossible. You were cursed by a monkey's paw to never enjoy a haunted house. Absolutely. You're not even willing to give the walkthrough. No actor. I mean, there's going to be no clowns, right? It's just walk, is the idea of walking through the haunted house that has a legend attached to it scarier than weirdos attacking you <laughs> without touching? I guess not. I guess, guess it would not. be fine. Is there an actor you really like? Because maybe you do lights on one actor. And it's like Prado Pascal is there, and he's like, hi, <laughs> come on in. This is my house. Let me show you around. This is MTV's Haunted Cribs. This is where the literal magic happens. I feel like it's going to be a, that, like, I'll go to this, and they're going to get older. And then they're going to be like, well, now we're going to do this. And there's going to be no, like, when do I get to just opt back out? Mm. It's a slippery slope. Yes, thank you. That's mm. the words. Okay. Travis, have you ever seen someone really upset at one of these haunted houses? Um, yes, Jesse, but I've seen people really upset at a lot of things. I've seen people really upset at comic book conventions, so... Fair. I've seen people really upset at arcades. In your ideal ruling, Amanda, you say you'd like me to rule that you never have to go to a haunted house ever, 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 forever. 
Adam, yours is interesting to find a haunted house for to go to with you that might be family friendly and not super gory. Gore has not entered the conversation until now. Gore enters the chat. Is the Dent School haunted house gory? I don't know. I, you know I, I, me, may I offer uh, a suggestion? Kings Island, also located in Cincinnati, does like horror nights, but it's still like a family amusement park with lights and stuff and rides and stuff. So I did read about that, and they do have a disclaimer that says 13 and under. It's not recommended. Mm. It's so. not Damn suitable. Damn you, time! <laughs> Amanda suggests that your demonic ghost kids would not be satisfied with the lights on and then they would curse you to live forever in a painting or something. Uh, do you think that you might not be satisfied with lights on? Um, at this point, I just want to see it at this point. Right. Um, I think she is right. We do have our, our one kid is pretty into Halloween and, and it might be underwhelming for him, but I think this is a good test of the water. How to see. you have kids or one kid? Two. Two. And what are their ages, if I may ask? Nine and seven. And uh, does this house have a rating for age appropriateness that you're aware of? For that particular event, I believe that one is kid-friendly. The light's on? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. I think I've heard everything I need to in order to make my decision. I'm going to retire to my haunted chambers. Can't think of anything better. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Lexington. I'm going to retire to my chambers and be back home with my verdict. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman exits the courtroom. Uh, Amanda, how are you feeling about your chances here? Not great. Why's that? I think that lights on option's really going to get me in trouble. Oh, what do you think, Adam? How are you feeling? I think it's 50-50. Uh, I think there is the inducing somebody to come out of their comfort zone aspect of things that I, I think that that could be a factor. But I also think that sometimes that's encouraged as well. So we'll just have to wait and see. Do you think it's possible that uh, lights on, no actors, just means only real ghosts? <laughs> it could very well mean that. Uh, we'll have to find out. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman re-enters the courtroom and presents his verdict. I don't believe in ghosts. And I'm coming to you, Adam, to say, you cannot make your wife love a haunted house. You cannot trick her into liking a thing that makes her scared because the most scared I have ever been was in, well, Universal Studios used to do a really scary one. What was it called? Halloween Horror Nights. Though I do not believe in any ghost spirits, haunts, or haints, uh, I was more scared than I ever have been in my life walking through that controlled environment where I knew that it would be very illegal for any of those people to touch me with their chainsaws and manacles and whatever it was. And yet I could not handle it at all. It really scared me. And then I went on Haunted Hayride in Los Angeles. They do it up right there in Halloween time in Los Angeles. They really scare John Hodgman a lot. <laughs> Even then I know it's all make-believe, but it's very, very scary. Someone got up onto the hayride and, and had a chainsaw. It was fake, but it scared me a lot. Amanda, I was scared. I'm sorry that I loomed near you. It's scary. <laughs> scary stuff. Some people, it just makes their skin curl. Uh, curdle, whatever it is. You know what I mean? Scary. She's not going to do it. She's not going to enjoy this, I don't think, right? And I understand you tried to play every card you had in your haunted deck of cards. She makes me go to the fireworks, boo-hoo. Uh, my children are going to be disappointed. 
They have a father who will take them to the haunted house. Take them to the haunted house. Leave her behind. You can stay home on the fireworks. Your children won't think less of you. They're not going to curse you to live inside a jar or something for the rest of your life. <laughs> if you're really uncomfortable, you should just say, nah, I, don't, I don't feel like it because of the crowds. Um, maybe you'll enjoy being uh, crowded in by evil clowns and mummies and stuff and this weird thing that you're going to go to. I don't think you should go to lights on. I think you go to lights off. I, ask, I think you should go to one where you tell them, turn all the lights off and blindfold, man. I'll walk through by myself. I think you got to go through it alone. I think you got to go through it alone. Lights on once, lights out once, so you can figure out whether your kids not only are satisfied, but can handle it. And then I think you can decide whether or not you bring your kids. And you can make your case to your wife again. It really wasn't that bad. Here's what you're going to do. When you go through the lights out one, Amanda, don't listen to this because it's going to be fun for you. When you go through the lights out one, say, here's what I'm going to do, honey. I'm going to FaceTime you the entire time. And then you like walk her through it. And you're like, see, it's nothing. It's nothing at all. And then you just go into a corner and then you just collapse. <laughs> That's perfect. Yeah. And then just have someone else pick up the camera and point to you and you're just standing in the corner Blair Witch style. <laughs> and then the camera goes black. Okay? Like That'll that. be a great Halloween. <laughs> That's perfect. Otherwise, Amanda gets to stay at home. This is the sound of a gavel. Judge John Hodgman rules that is all. Amanda, Adam, thank you for joining us on the Judge John Hodgman podcast. And our thanks to our pal Travis McElroy. That's it for this episode of the Judge John Hodgman podcast. Thanks to Reddit users Will Cox Chatham and Drucifer27 for naming the cases in this episode. And our very special thanks to our friend Travis McElroy for participating in this episode. He made the drive from Cincinnati. We could not have been more grateful to see our pal Travis backstage. We were tired from our own travel. Travis is perhaps never tired. <laughs> Hard to say. Yeah, no, right, exactly. He, he, he really injected some life into us. It was just... He's a human shot of adrenaline to the heart. It was really great to see him. He was so... So hilarious uh, on the show. We're really, really happy to have Trav there. The Judge John Hodgman podcast, created by John Hodgman and Jesse Thorne. Our touring producer was the great Laura Valk. This episode recorded by our pal Stephen Cologne. Our producer is Jennifer Marmer. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Judge John Hodgman and on TikTok at Judge John Hodgman Pod. And get over to YouTube at Judge John Hodgman Pod on YouTube and smash that like smash that subscribe and and go gently on the notifications but hit them all if you don't mind and spread the word we're really happy to be posting full episodes live up there on youtube and uh, you can check them out at judge john hodgman pod at youtube we'll talk to you next time on the judge john hodgman podcast maximum fun a worker-owned network of artist-owned shows supported directly by you